Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Gunther Dust Memories. I'm glad you're here with us again. Now, before we begin, Edgar Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon, said the following. There was a startling recognition that the nature of the universe was not as I had been taught. I not only saw the connectedness, I felt it. I was overwhelmed with the sensation of physically and mentally extending out into the cosmos. The restraints and boundaries of flesh and bone fell away. Holy, Ladies and gentlemen, holy crap. I suggest to you that new types are in fact real. <laughs> and they've been at the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, that, does that not sound like... So who, he, he was the sixth six man in his face. Edgar Mitchell, sixth man to walk on the moon. Mm. I feel like he probably has a better idea of what a new type is than Tomino did, to be mm. honest. I should also mention that Edgar Mitchell went on to claim that aliens stepped in during the Cold War to prevent World War Three. Okay. He believes yeah. that. But I think it may have happened. He's a smart guy. He went to the moon. He he's a smart guy. This is the thing. Smarter than us. He's, he's not a, a, a raven lunatic. <laughs> what does he think about Gundam Wing? Welcome to Gundam Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you introduce today's show? Sure. We've so got. we got packed lineup as always. We'll be discussing new kits that have come out recently. Um, all the latest Gundam and Gunpla news. Uh, got discussing Gundam Double O, um, and also chatting about kits that we've built and taking your questions. Oh. I feel like the podcast becomes so much nicer recently. It's you, Owen. You've brought you brought your sunshine from Dublin. Well. I- also confirmed that new types are real, which is quite a Yeah, big, that's pretty right? good. That's good research. Oh, we need to look, in, look up and see if any other astronauts have had new type feelings. No, they all think he's mad. Or oh. any, any other astronauts have been haunted <coughs> by their girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like Neil Armstrong's soul's still weighed down by gravity if he doesn't believe in new types. I like to believe this guy also pulled off the quest role. <laughs> I, I'd li- I like to think that of all the moon folk... <laughs> the moon race. Um, Buzz Aldrin's definitely Rambo Rao, like <laughs> This is no Apollo Lunar Lander. No, boy. come on. Come on now. <laughs> come on now, Jims. Right. So, I guess... I think it's uh, it's quite amazing that we've managed to record another episode so quickly. Yeah. The gaps time, are getting quite short now, at least. But. Yeah, the last one was in July. Which is funny, because, you know, since we made Owen a, a full share member... Like then, you know, we have to wait for him to be in the country to record. So you think it would have went the other way around? No, well, he can't. He can't stay away from us. He's always over. Can't keep him away. See if he's here, then he has an excuse not to be building gunpla. Oh, yeah. Can't be like, what, what are you building? What are you building? One. <laughs> With a Ryanair places these days, it's probably cheaper to just come over here than it is to buy gunpla anyway. We need to get a Ryanair custom. Oh, that would be good. I could just imagine that. Yeah. That plays the tune. <laughs> on time. Another successful quality over that tune. It's so weird. 
But yeah, what? so it's nice that um, Owen, you're coming well, before over. Before we continue, what airlines think would make for the best custom gunplay? A uh, fucking A and A man on the Pony Airways. Yeah, they have I, their own range of custom guns. I like the right? I like the KLM blue. I think that would make a nice, nice custom. <laughs> what have we got? News. We got news. So, since last time, it's finally been announced that Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans is getting a se- second season. Although I suppose there was a lot of speculation. Yeah, we can. Would they? Wouldn't they? Didn't even know until they'd finished. But yep, it's been confirmed. Second season. A couple of trailers out. Looks pretty good. We'll see it's going in some interesting directions. I think with season one, they were a little bit afraid to commit to some of the plot lines because they thought they could stretch it out for a second season. Um, I wonder at what point in development they knew they were getting a second season. I always, I always wonder that. Yeah. yeah I, I wonder because... Without spoiling too much of the storyline of Iron Blooded Orphans, it goes. It looks like it sets up some pretty. I'll be speak. I'll speak in general terms. It looks like it's setting up some pretty dark, hard hitting storylines, and then kind of doesn't stick the landing and kind of resolves them in a way that people didn't expect. And I think part of that is they realised if they're going to have a second season, they can't be as bold with the main characters because they needed those bishies back. But um, I feel like yeah, like you're saying about the amount of kits it sold. Oh yeah, I think it did well. I mean, obviously, the Barbados was the best-selling Western kit. I I wonder what they're thinking is with that because, like, I don't know. It's it's hard looking at the way they've produced kits for previous series, knowing they've produced kits for this. Is they obviously tried to do this with G Reco? I think they were like, just get every kit out. Yeah. And I feel like maybe at some point they thought that would have a second season, but maybe I don't know. The machine seems to have stopped at some point on the production of that. G-Reco suits didn't lend themselves to kits that well either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, there must have been a reason why basically yeah, every yeah, single yeah. suit got a kit. But don't know. I think it's strange that they won't commit to building master grade kits for their lead series anymore. Seems weird because that was always the. I mean, yeah. look at all the master grades that Seed got. But I guess Seed a was different a time. slightly different beast. But but anyway, so more kits for yeah. Iron Blooded Orphans. I don't. I feel like. I'm not. I'm not a great fan of the Barbatos's design in general, but I feel like it's becoming. It's Better. becoming. It's becoming more of a Gundam. I think it's the, the new Barbatos looks it's, good. It becomes less and less jaggy every time. Every time it comes back, the new design's interesting because it's covered in logos for the the Tekadan, and the kind of the setup from the last season was the Tekadan has become a big corporate entity. So I was like, some interesting, some interesting commentary there. Interesting. Makes you think. Aside from Iron Blood Orphan Season 2, there was also a, a poll oh, for yeah. the next UC on, on adaptation. The, on the, the Gundam Unicorn Twitter account. Yeah. It seems like is, a weird way to manage I don't know how, yeah, it seems brand. like a fairly informal poll, but people took it quite seriously, I think. Yeah, it's like, they, they do polls all the time, and sometimes they come true, and sometimes they don't. Like, I remember they did the poll ages ago for the next real grade kit, and it was like, God, oh, Virtue will be the next real grade kit, and it's like, that was about four years ago now or something. <laughs> But, but yeah, they love a pole. Like. Crossbones seems like a moneymaker, though, if they go for the amount of kits. They're very right, right crossbones that are out there already. I, mean, then you could I feel, I'm, I'm sure crossbones won a pole like this before, but maybe not. I think, I don't know, there, I feel like the people, there's been such an appetite for crossbone adaption for so long that there must be something in the way. Maybe that's Tomino, maybe. I don't think, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to be in... Helmet uh, crossbone, do you think? Well, he wrote it. So uh, Tomino, I think Tomino's not that fussed. I mean, there was um, 
uh, I guess it's not that much news, but Tomino recently did an interview at the Gundam Cafe, and a lot, a lot of the stuff that came out of the interview was basically Tomino saying, I don't care that much about Gundam, and he also said, if I had the rights to Gundam, I would shut this cafe down straight away. <laughs> now that's a Tomino interview. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why this has come up, if Tomino's decided he's not that bored anymore, maybe he's less protective over stuff than he once was. But I feel like if Crossbone happened, then it'd probably have... Hasegawa Hellman, I guess, because he obviously wrote everything past the original Crossbone series, which may or may not be a good thing because there's a bit, there's definite tone change in later Crossbone stuff. But I feel like they should adapt it. There's been I hunger think for it for a while. Better, so, and if it continues to upset people that want like Gundam Sentinel, Hathaway's Flash, no, I don't want either of those. It's like, it's like I like both those things, but there seems to be a thing about people want this to happen at the expense of Crossbow. I think it could be it's interesting. Like, just like it all, it's all good. It's fine. If they did an adaptation of Bill Tortuga's Children and then had the cross, they had the Charles Counterattack that never was. See that? It would be so weird because, like, I think that'd be really good, but. Would they do it though? Because it'd bring up all this ca- canonical dispute that would only be an issue to people that couldn't deal with it. You know what I mean? I just think that sure. might be a bit. Oh, I mean, they've they already touched on it with the origin, but yeah, um, I think yeah, people would probably be confused, and they're already reasonably confused by Gundam surely, canon stuff. Surely, Crossbone shouldn't be adapted, and Tomino is right that Gundam should now just stop. Just stop so that. Because remember, with everything that gets adapted, we come closer and closer to Shah's deleted affair existence. <laughs> you know, well, this, it would be great because then we wouldn't have to do this fucking podcast anymore. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> my God. Yeah. And if I had my way, it would be shut down. If came in, he'd say, if I had it my way, you boys would be out on the street. Picking up the microphones, smashing them. Kicking all our gumpas. I'd I'd really like it if they adapted Crossbone for obvious reasons, but I feel like the time the time is right now because um, they are. I mean, you can already get a lot of the Crossbone kits. So yeah, yeah, it would only be a case. Of, it'd just be a case of re-releasing them again. Yeah, they might do the Thunderbolt thing where they release slightly different versions and stuff. Yeah, maybe. But I think the other stuff that was on that was like Hathaway's Flash, and then some like I think one of the options was just like another non-specified UC thing. It's like what a great option. They could do. It's like I went for don't know, son. They could go obscure and go for the plot to assassinate Gear and Zabby, but it doesn't have any mobile suits in it, so it probably wouldn't make them much money. <laughs> we've adapted a visual novel. <laughs> it's like we've adapted a Game Boy Advance game. How it's like just picking the most obscure uh, stuff. A Gundam anime coming out that was a UC series that really didn't have mobile suits in it. That would be fine as long as the premise was just interesting it. enough. I feel like a lot of there's a lot of origin that could get pretty close to that if they adapt it. The the plot to assassinate Garen's really it's actually a really good manga. I feel like the uh, origin anime adaption is sticking some mobile suits in when they don't really have. Yeah, because that, that period of that period of the manga doesn't have that period of the manga doesn't have very many kits at all. I mean, very, very suits. Well, I would say in its defense, there's a lot of kits coming out, but they're not not necessarily showing up in the OVA. I feel, which is cool, because like all those mobile yeah, suit yeah, discovery yeah. ones like came the out. The NT one, Origin Gundam and stuff. Ah, the local type one, yeah. and then like the WAF and stuff. What I mean, which is in there, but then all the variants of the WAF. I think I'm not sure. Is, I'm not sure if there's stuff they did just chuck in there. I feel like there is. 
Because I feel like it basically goes from the the WAF. The WAF's not even named in the they original can, the, thing. It just goes from the prototype Zaku to the Zaku yeah. 1. The only thing I can think of is they just throw in those scenes with Char at Loom, which are kind of out of place. Well, not out of place, but I think they're just in there because they wanted some mobile suit action. Especially yeah, in the yeah, first, that's a good point. first episode where it's just uh, it's just the zabbies and stuff where the mobile suits haven't been invented yet. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it would work, though. Um I feel like the thing that makes Gundam so good though is the balance of drama to action. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever they adapt, I'm sure it'll be good. It's always exciting knowing that there's they could make something new, or there is a lot of good stuff out there that they could adapt. So, I think, yeah, whatever they pick, it'll be good anyway. So, I hope so. Hathaway's Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Hathaway's Flash would be fine. It's just like the thing that's always stuck with me about it is like. Just Char's counterattack is such an unexplored thing. Anyway, it's like, do you really want to make a series that would lean so heavily on the already underexplained stuff that's in Char's counterattack? I think it'd be a hard one to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a novel as well, and like novel adaption is always tricky. Because I mean, look at—I mean, Unicorn was adapted from a novel, and that ended up so different, <laughs> better, agreed for the better than the for yeah. The better. yeah. But still, it could go either way. It's a tricky one. I don't know. Yep. A manga's easy because it's already all there. You know, you just need to colour it in, make it move. <laughs> That's basically Just it. take the pages and just go. One thing, one, thing one other thing I'll say, though, if they do adapt Crossbone, then I'll be really interested to see what they do with the character design. So obviously people hate the character design so much. In Crossbone? Aye, because yeah. it's like they like all like children, which I don't think people would be that happy about Cheapy that. babies. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm the biggest crossbone shell in the world though, so my fingers are always crossed. Bond. Hey. Boo. He's like that. Jim didn't. Uh, Jim fucking I'm in Tomino mode. We're shutting it down. I don't like Gundam wife. I don't like Gundam full stop. Yeah, I won't like it. <laughs> you can't even say Gundam, mate. Gundam. Right, what uh, else is on? Give me bit, that. Next You've, it's my bit turn. Of news is <laughs> What else have we got here? Um, we talk about the well, just quickly. Um, the Zeta Blu-rays are out over here really soon. Yep, yep. Is this a, is this a yes release too, or is it just? Um, I'm not sure. Um, it's been released by the same people who did the Mobile Suit Gundam Blu-rays at the end of last year. All the anime. Uh, yeah, they're, all the they're anime. Scottish, are they not? Yeah, they're based in Glasgow. Yeah. Mm. Friends of the podcast. Oh yeah, of course. Good friends of the podcast. Yeah, I do. Can't spell gun cannon, but can't spell gun cannon. But apart from that, those blue. We should no. We should stop dragging people that are doing really, really good work for our fandom thing. We're gonna have one of them on the guy who and just chat about how it all works. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy, the guy who runs (laughs) it is this real? Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? All right. The guy who runs it comes in for a soup at the same cafe. Ah. Frequent, so really, eh? yeah, have you yeah, spoke yeah. to him? Yeah, I've spoke to him a few times, and I've Holy met him. I've, you know, I've obviously know because he's run all the Glasgow Loves Anime stuff as well for a year, so I recognized him from that. So, yeah, Zeta Blurry, as their previous ones did, looks really fucking nice, and it's out next month, I believe. Yep, it's like 40 quid for the first part, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. well worth, worth picking up. Um, I mean, this is the thing now about anime Blu-rays is they need to make them nice. Because I'm interested to know actually stopped buying anime. I think if it'll be the Japanese OP or the English OP, because I've watched well, it with the. Um, he's already asked. The first OP, it will be the American. Oh, dun 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 dun. Which is okay. Fine. It's, it's okay. I mean, of course you're gonna miss that tune, but uh, when it gets to the oh, second okay. OP. I'm pretty sure the second OP is secure. I thought they were sung by the same person as well. 
I think it's to do who were written by though. Oh, okay. I think it's it's always a rights thing. It's always some, especially for stuff that's that old. It's like trying to make your way through the red tape to to an actual reason is probably pretty difficult. Oh. But well, no, um, all the anime do really really good work for not just Gundam but for a lot of Blu-ray releases because it's a thing I never really because because I guess we because we live in Scotland and because we grew up the way we did. <laughs> like until I got kind of onto Twitter and sort of following a lot of American people. Like, I didn't realise so many people have such strong feelings about actually buying anime. Because, like, I just grew up with people who would just torrent every yeah, fucking Yeah, well, we didn't anime, have any like. access, I think, so it's all... Exactly, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so different because we were paying... I mean, for our American listeners, you, you know, you buy four episodes of anime on a fucking $40 VHS. And that was the only way you could see it. And then when torrenting came along, it was like, I can now freely watch anime. Holy shit. He's turned around quite a lot, because I remember in the very first episode of the Gunpla Dust, you were telling people he just to download, <laughs> you are just like, just download it, just download it. Well, he's grown, he's grown up and matured as a person. Is, I feel like if you can't afford it, then do whatever the fuck you want, but <laughs> I feel like when it's a nice wee package like this and it's quite affordable, then you probably should support it. Support Scottish industry, that's speaking, what I'm saying. <laughs> speaking of uh, nice, affordable packages, the G Reco Blu-rays. Yep. Are uh, very nice. Yes, and, uh, come with lots quite, of stuff. Quite reasonably priced. And mm. it comes in a lovely box, and that's out very soon as well. Do you reckon? It's I'm nice sure. when you get a wee Gundam series because you can just get the whole thing in just a neat, neat wee bite-sized package. I wonder if it comes with the Jericho shorts that were on at Gundam Front. They were pretty good. We watched, um, we watched some episodes of the Gundam Blu-ray on like a twelve, like four, sixteen-inch. CRT TV, 14 inch. 14 inch CRT TV in, bl- in black and white while we ate breakfast at Owens. Oh, and it was very great. Saturday morning cartoons. That sounds great. It yeah. was really good. The new Gundam Versus game was announced at TGS. Yeah, it for looks PS4. pretty good. It's, they said, uh, interestingly, Namco Bandai said it's like a reboot of the Versus series and they have international plans for it. So they, have, they see its long term vision as being. Um, not just in arcades, but on consoles. Because I was going to say, is that coming yeah. to arcades as well? Then, is yeah, it? yeah, it's coming to arcades. But they say That's they cool. know that arcades are on the on the slip. Obviously, Extreme Versus has been at the top of the Japanese arcade charts for close to a decade. But yeah. I think they're acknowledging that arcades aren't going to be around that much longer. So they said they've got visions for it to exist on consoles abroad um, I don't know if it'll be a situation similar to Gundam Breaker 3 and Super Robot Wars where it'll be English mm-hmm. but um, not distributed here or if they'll actually will bring it out in European territories but I guess we'll find out once it's further along in development there's only there's only a couple of screenshots and videos at the moment so it's probably early days mm. um, in kit news um, as we say every episode there's stuff getting announced all the time but uh, the most interesting stuff that we kind of circled out here was the real grade build strike which was announced, which is a te- strange choice. Strange. I'm kind of tempted because I don't have a build streak, and I do like the build streak design. Good. Yeah. I do like the build streak. So is it going to be full package? It doesn't have the universal. It doesn't have the universe booster, but yeah, it's like the, the full P-Bandai. package. P Bandai. P Bandai. I think the thing that they tend to do with that though is remember, like with the flying arm and the G defensor and that they just reissued the high grade ones. Oh really? Oh yeah. Making like. A P band, a real grade one. So, mm. hopefully, and the reborn, the next reborn one one hundred turned out to be the the Bawu. So, oh, not only a double zeta suit, which is good, but on a Xeon double zeta suit. Kits. Yeah, we thought we'd Kits. we'd 
take the kits announced for Island Wars that are now out and the th- new Thunderbolt kits and kind of, you know, talk about the thing and talk about the thing. So we'll start with Thunderbolt and we'll just get the, the kits out of the way. So the, the full armour Thunderbolt Gundam has been out for a while. Um, and um, Did we talk about it last time? Was it out last time we recorded? No, I don't think so, no. Um, and... It looks fine. I think there's a lot. I've read a couple of reviews of it. And it seems like a pretty involved build experience yeah. with a quite a meager inner frame, which a lot of people are upset yeah. about. Because is this I, the four shields? Aye, I yeah. think a lot of people buy Master Grade because they want the kind of inner frame detail. How, because it how does it hold itself? Is it hold itself up well, or is it, oh, I think you need to stand when yeah, because the high grade one came was one of the few high grades that came with a stand. With a stand, just stand stuff that was on it I don't think they, I think they just realistically were like there's no way you're going to be able to make this thing stand they should up just start ch- I feel like they should just start chucking in a stand with most big kits now because I, I got the the Finici Reincita for my birthday and that comes with like a oh. big master reaction base awesome which is like cool it's like anything that's got a transforming gimmick at least just chuck in a stand with it Go I mean they're so cheap like to make but mm-hmm. What do I know? That's not that's not good value. You're for not head of Bandai. But, um, so I mean that came out to some good reviews. Um, I just it's hard for me to get really excited about the stuff that's like just shitloads of guns and shields and that. As much as I like the design, it's yeah, just it was it was quite expensive. For, knowing that so much of that stuff is gonna just stay in the box. Ah, uh, yep. Which or takes fall us off and... which takes us nicely onto the Cycle Zaku, which oh, has the, worst, the, the biggest ball, fucking fuel tank I've ever seen. And the problem with this is they've added stuff to the backpack, which was already quite big. But you know it was cool, it worked in context. But they've added this massive central booster to it. And the only thing I'm thinking is it's made an expensive kit even more expensive. And it's like, I really like the suit. Like, it's such a nice kind of unique looking Zaku. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a regular Master Grade Zaku, only it's a bit sharper. It has the, the kind of Katoki proportions, which people don't like. The kind of Katoki proportions, people tend not to like that because... They always gives them long legs. But, I mean, that's cool. It's a slightly nicer, different-looking Zaku. But the big fucking giant backpack that it doesn't even look like it can stand up with. The kit's nearly 70 pounds, basically, for the kit. Like those big plastic cylinders. Just like uh, you're paying 70 pounds, then you have to pay for however much shipping's going to cost on a 70 pound kit. The only way I and then see your import tax is and if you put it on the oh, On its head. <laughs> like, a spa- like a space rocket. Wiggling it looks like it comes a pretty robust stand for yeah. holding up the backpack, but I don't really, I don't like when yeah backpack stands. You do need bit. to factor in like you'll need to buy buy it at its own debt off as ah, well. It's that big. <laughs> That'll be part of the cost. It's well. a real shame because <laughs> no, there's nothing there's nothing that excites me more than a Master Grade Zaku, and it just looks like it's going to be too expensive. And the thing is, this might sound stupid, but even if it was just the really nice kit with just the regular kind of backpack came with a high grade and it was that price, I'd buy it. But it's just knowing that you're paying extra money for bits that you're really not that interested in. Mm. And a for... big, hollow tube of plastic. You could fucking... You could keep other small Gundams in it, who knows? You could put all your Converse Gundam inside it. You could use it a pencil case. Yeah. Not the first, not the first Gundam to double as a pencil holder. Oh yeah, your Neo Zeong yeah. desk tidy. Yeah. Disrespectful. But um so we all watched Thunderbolt. I watched December Sky. I'd, I'd watched the yeah. first episode and was waiting for December Sky to come out, so December what, what do we all think? 
Yeah, it's great. Like, like the series and December Sky, both great. Can I just get my one negative out of the way before we say really good things about it? I think I'm going to agree with this negative. That fucking song at the end is so, so shit. Oh, that, that isn't it. <laughs> I, I don't remember hating it. It's uh, like you this, with the, along with the credits? Uh, like the kind of montage at the end. It has this total bullshit kind of jazz metal tune on it. It's like, what is <laughs> this? It's so bad. Anyway, I really hated that music, but... I like that they, you know, they had such a clear theme in the manga that they saw through the the adaption. So it's nice they did that. And it's good. Um, I feel like that that montage they did at the end. In fact, we'll we'll get to the montage. Don't worry, us. But it is really good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think like a lot of respect for taking a, such a different style for a Gundam anime, yeah. especially the character design, because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite true to the manga, but, you know, they could have just knocked it in a style more friendly to, you know, animating, anime, but yeah. it looks fucking... It, everything's sharp, characters are nice and pointy, yeah. everything's really dark. I really like that. It was just like, look, this thing is not, like, Amaro's not going to show up. You know, this isn't going to tie yeah. into the other stuff. So why not? Go for it. Give it its own style. And sometimes you're going to end up with something that doesn't yeah. look great, but sometimes it might look... Really good, yeah. and Thunderbolt really did look wonderful. What I loved about Thunderbolt most was that it felt constantly like it was full of ideas that fans of Gundam had for years. Uh-huh. Oh, thought, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Azaku do this. I would love to see that. Because it was just like this constantly clever things, mm-hmm. but using established Gundam stuff. Mm-hmm. I just... Things like the fight nearby the colony where you see beams firing through the colony from one side to the other. Like, just as a visual, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And I just get the feeling that the people behind Thunderbolt were like, I've wanted a shot like this in Gundam for ages. <laughs> and just all the way through, there's things like that. And like, the floating cars and other debris. Ah, and yeah, that stuff's the, great. The like. arm knocking it away. I mean, it's a real credit to the manga and the strength of the adaption that they managed to keep the same feeling, which is quite a unique... Cause there's so many, like, not unique, unique, but, you know, like, quite original ideas for Gundam oh, yeah. and original themes in there, that they've taken the original core idea of, like, what a Gundam series is. It's big robots fighting, but it has... The the jazz thing is one thing, and then the sort of kind of I don't want to say post apocalypse because it's not that, but it, there's yeah, a sense the, yeah, of that like the thunderbolt thing. belt itself is like dingy and has this kind of like distant yeah, yeah, future. Yeah. It's all to fuck vibe about mm. it, and the fact that you know they're constantly losing mobile suits and cobbling them together from other ones, and it's just a real nice yeah. aesthetic. Post apocalypse is a good way to describe it. Actually, it does mm. kind of feel like that because it's um, so grim. Like the thing that struck me the most is like the internals of the Zeon ship. Is like so grim. Mm. It's like the sewers. Yeah, and it's like that's good. You don't get to see that stuff because you always know that Zeon is a bit more not as advanced as the Federation, and to really see that, and to really see how hard they're working at that point to get an edge on the Federation. Yeah, and you have the stuff like Daryl sacrificing all his limbs so he can pilot the Psychozaku, and it's just like it's it's gritty. And, you know, you always knew it was like that for Zeon, but it's good to see something that kind of intense. 
it was it was just it's just really good uh. <laughs> like what I mean is some like you take a look at what happens in Thunderbolt and it'd be so easy for someone shit to do all that exact same stuff in the most mm, like, not, like super melodramatic nah. like tired anime way like you know if it because you could turn it into something that's just so edgy as fuck Aye. and just cringeworthy yeah yeah but it's just it's just done well it, and the fact that it's short as well it's just sort of like yeah it doesn't know it's the uh, it's a good it was a good length of episodes it has the characters in it are very non-anime i'd say like there's n- doesn't have that here's this character here's this character it's a really yeah, honest, no it's an, quite an yeah. honest representation of, well, it's as honest as, as giant robots can be, but <laughs> a quite on, like, honest representation of what people in that kind of thing are like. It's very, um, it's, ve- it's very of the Battlestar Galactica, Deep Space Nine side of things yes. in terms of people's yes. relationships yes. with each other. Oh, I imagine there was a Gundam series set on a space, st- like a, also set on a colony, I guess. <laughs> what, well, good news. Deep side nine, I guess you'd call it. James. James. Yes. <laughs> but no, it, it's really good. Um, and the that weird kind of montage at the end that they sometimes do when they're like, right, we've only got limited time to do this, but there's a lot of stuff we want to draw. So you get the thing where they move to a Boaku and that, and you see all the the big high mobility Zaku with oh, yeah. rocket legs and stuff. And, <laughs> Same. Montage was it was okay. It was n- like a necessary evil. I think it's just like I watched uh, December I, Sky, knowing there's going to be a little bit more. Uh, I thought it might be more during it, but then there was no change at all. And then just this sudden. I wonder if load of stuff. <laughs> I wonder if part of that's to do with. I, 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 this is all speculation because I don't know how any of it fucking works. But I feel like maybe they thought, oh, you know, if we can sell the manga, you know, if we say, here's a bit of what's happening in the manga and there's so much more in the manga, go and read it. And then more people buy the manga and then maybe they get a chance to make yeah. more of the anime. I don't know if that's, yes, if that's, that's the way it a, works or seems not. seems like but a sound theory. I do feel like it was a bit unnecessary, though. Because I feel like when the Gelgoog show up, you're like, that would be a good place to end it. Because it's like, oh, reinforcements are showing up. And look, it's a fucking cool mobile suit and a sort of Thunderbolt guys yeah. that we've not seen it before. Yeah, I just feel like when I was watching Thunderbolt... The fact that it it feels so, you know, on its own, mm. it'd be like, oh, it'd be cool to show people this who maybe don't have as much knowledge of them. And then right at the end, they're hit with all this stuff <laughs> that... Mm, Use it as a teaser, you'd be like... Unless oh. you have seen all the series, you don't really know. Well, maybe, that'll, maybe that'll convince them that like, I want to learn more Then building the Zeong, it's like, this yeah. has no significance to anyone. <laughs> no, anyone no. who sees this is going to be as, why does that mobile suit look so shit? <laughs> Where's its legs? The In terms of like the overall Gundam metaverse, I guess, especially Universal Century, there's interesting stuff in Thunderbolt as well, like with the reuse psycho device and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I always think like, intre- like sort of early psycho stuff in Gundam's interesting because it always tends to be pretty brutal to be honest mm. like, but it's a long way from like fucking new type destroyer system where you just sit in a comfy chair <laughs> and kill people with your mind <laughs> while, while screaming uh, I guess the weirdest thing about Unicorn is like it puts them in such a 
comfortable looking oh, posture yeah, yeah, on yeah. the NTD activate. Yeah, so. and then he's got like that kind of terrified looking face. Uh, it's a bit cloak You should definitely watch Thunderbolt though. It's yeah, really, really good. Definitely. It's really good. Apart from that tune at the end for me. But. <laughs> yeah, you just turn it off in the last minute. So okay. that's what people should watch. But what should people not watch, Barry? You're making me say it. Um, Gundam Build Fighters Try Island Wars was on, which is a cynical move. Even it is for a pretty, Bandai. Yeah, it is a pretty cynical. We, we should preface. We should do the opposite of what we did with Thunderbolt. Well, well, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a lot we can say about the kits. They released basically every single kit that was in the episode mm-hmm. because that's what Build Fighters is. Except from Kapoor. <laughs> except, well, except from Kapoor. Yeah, they got the... And Nether Gundam. They got the Neko Gundam. Or, yeah, yeah why Nether Gundam got? I know, decent. they showed... They that was a highlight of They the showed episode. Barzum, they showed Nether Gundam, they showed Kapoor. But hey, it's fine, because... They showed Ibo weapons, but not Ibo suits, which I thought was weird. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. I wonder if it's a rights thing again. Because yeah. we're going to get you to recite your anecdote about the double O rights for Bell Fighters later on. Oh, all right, Remember okay. that from earlier on. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the good parts in Gundam Bellfire's Try, Island Wars, was like the Nether Gundam and then the Big Love Heart thing Anything was good cool. was just when you point out and go, oh, look. <laughs> and it's just be something that lasts for a second or two. But everything that was happening was bad. Were they like, we need an ending for this and we need to sell kits, so let's throw together some terrible storyline about Rage's kid comes they, yeah, from the... F- they kind of set up another season, but I don't know. Oh, they can't. Can oh, they? they? Can. Oh, come on, they must always spend all money. down to the kit sales. I mean, that's it. Like, why does Try Island Wars exist at all? Because... Well, that, that's my biggest so- problem with it, is I spent... The whole time I was watching it, I was like, why? Why is this happening? I don't remember Shia's character much yeah. from the oh, series. She was, but a, was she always was she always nyanin and she, no, no, no. she was that, in, she was kind of like she was inconsistent within the episode as well. Like she wasn't even a consistent character within those forty minutes. Because I remember she had the mobile suit, one of the and it had the wee arrows, and she was like, but she was kind of like a she was kind of like mysterious. A, yeah, she's kind of like almost. a mysterious pixie. But then girl. she came and she was like, ah, I remember she had a kind of. Like one of those jokey things. Oh, oh, she likes Sekai, but then it was like, oh no, she's basically just become yeah. Gyanko. But at the same time, she's also become like a kind of cat. Yeah, <laughs> she had like a cat Exia thing as well. Is this? Is I like that suit. To be fair, I quite like the the quant ne- with the cat Nexia, ears. Nexia? It's not Exia though. What was it? Oh, it's a quant. Oh, is it a quant? Sorry, it's fine. It's I, I forgive you. Oh, no, no, get to this lot of the time when you're watching Gundam you're like I'm having a good time and then sometimes you're like I'm watching anime and that was one of those times when you were really aware that you were watching anime. an anime it's like very like harrowing like especially the first half it's just, I mean just the moment where Sekai bumps into a little girl on the beach who nobody knows and is talking to her for a minute and the other characters come over and say, mm. "What are you doing?" That was the lowest point. Get away! That was just, the lowest point of the whole episode. So Shall we talk about some other things that we liked in Thunderbolt? <laughs> <laughs> See when I bet I really like. I bet I really like in Gundam Thunderbolt is when all the kind of fresh rookies come on the ship and then oh, they yeah. see the Gundam and they're all excited. It's like, this is what Amaro did for, because that's why War in the Pocket's good. Because it's like the War in the Pocket Blu-rays. 
That would be good. Yeah, that should be next. And they'll be cheap as well because it was only six episodes. I really liked Gundam Thunderbolt. And I really didn't like Gundam Build Fighters Try. Yeah, it's not pleasing you. I think, <laughs> I think towards the end when they were actually doing Gundam fighting was fun. You mean the second half of... Ah... Uh... Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah. It, it, ups, it obsessed me because I really like the first Build Fighters. Yeah, I think it's the really original series is. And then Try was a bit worse, but this was this was a mega departure. But as long as those Gansalots are selling, Gansalots disappointing as well because it's very sticker heavy it's a and it doesn't really, sticker fest. It doesn't really look that much like the Gansalot. You'll get more Try and like it. I wish the Gens lot was the kit was better so I could buy it. I wish it was like the Sinanju where you got the little gold pieces you could It is a it. shame about Gensalot not being better. Yep. How was I to know that when I was on this very podcast saying I'm gonna buy a Tryon 3, I was essentially ordering Try Island Wars OVA. You signed your own death warrant, That's man. That's what was happening. Did you buy a Try on 3? No. I so did. On you. I've got one and I've built it. I sold it. Oh. <laughs> so it sold twice. That's, that's a false economy. <laughs> anyway, Try on Wars. Try on Wars. Try on Wars would be a good episode. <laughs> Just loads of Try on kits battering each other. More like Try Island Boars. Try harder wars. Shall we move on? Shall we? Shall we move on, guys? Okay. Cry. No. Cry on. Cry on. Cry on. Punching the. Punching the colony drop was kind of fun. That was good. That the was worst fun. thing was, see, when I was like, what's the big finale going to be? It was that fucking SDX thing that cost like £150 that came out. It's like, that's just another kind of. Gundam product that they're trying to sell. <laughs> you can't even get it as a kit. I'm pretty sure it's just a big <laughs> figure that you buy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. That's good hosting. Yeah, keep no. it. Keep us moving. Keep I'm us so. Moving. I hate being negative about stuff. I was just really. No, like let's be positive. They did at least wrap up that story arc set up by Lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, Who? Jim. Come on. Do I need to get the wiki up? If if anyone ever starts translating the Build Fighters mangas, I'm going to read them and I'm going to tell you exactly what Lady (laughs) Majin does. Some of them have been translated, I think. I've I've definitely read some of them. Um, But remember what was good when Lady and Majin had the little um, motorbike with the sidecar and they used to drive about in it? That was cool. Mm -hmm. So, Gundam 00. God. I've been trying to get Owen to watch Gundam 00 for a while. Uh-huh. It's true. But I'm glad you finally did it. Should I say why I no, put it off? I'll just preface it by saying that we're only talking about season one and we're going to say nothing about season two at all because Owen doesn't want to know what happens. No, it's fine. We'll, we'll also we'll try and keep spoilers to season one for a minimum. You but definitely I'll, don't want to know what happens in the film. Stop! <laughs> you know, if you, al- if you allude to you're going to have a bad time, then you're basically ruining it for someone. You're, which I think is why I hated season two so much. Because well, I, yeah, I was like, shit, I suppose mate. Owen's a fan of the... Wait till you see the, wait till you see the film. You may as well shite in your own mouth. Owen's a, I suppose Owen is a fan of the X-Files, so he might like the film, actually. 
Jim, <laughs> shut up, man. So we're going to only talk about season <laughs> one, and we'll, if if there are if anything spoilery for season one does come up, we'll make sure there's a wee spoilery thing because um, because you don't want it spoiled for you if you've not seen it. I put it off because when you look at the big list of all Gundam things, mm-hmm. I realised. Belfire's Try, Island Wars, <laughs> was ahead right at the top. <laughs> I've watched all the ones that people say are good, aside from Double O, and I knew as soon as I watched Double O, that's it. That's it, I, you're I've done. I've got to start digging into <laughs> Tier 2. Seed? I think you would like enjoy Seed, maybe. I don't think I'll enjoy Seed at all. That's got better the concerts that you came from. It's not enough, it's not enough. But, um, yeah, I watched Gundam 00 see season one now and uh, it's very good. It's very good. It's, well, yeah, it's very good. Um, actually, Gundam 00 is the thing that got me into Gundam originally because I was just a normal anime watching boy. Naruto, Bleach. Naruto, Bleach. I don't know, Haruki, Suzumiya, Keon, all the classics. You're going too deep. <laughs> but um, I don't think it was, well, it, it felt like an event. I remember people were hyping up. They were like, oh, there's a new Gundam. You I think it was, it. it was pegged as next. Gundam was like the kind of code name for it. They worked on pre-production for it for three years. Huh. Which is well, it shows because it's quite a well-realized universe with some interesting characters. Yeah. And it started airing at the end of two thousand and seven. <laughs> it was the first Gundam to be shot. Shot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Uh, I need to stop thinking about films. It was the first to be animated in uh, high def and widescreen as well. Yeah, I think because oh, okay. was Seed four by three. I wonder if Seed and Seed Destiny. I don't remember. I think I've only seen the remasters, like the big smudgy Vaseline oh, remasters. Yeah. Well, I feel so, like, yeah, if there was a remaster, maybe they were. It's like, hey, you like these character designs? Good news. Someone's poured a bucket oh, of water on them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the basic premise, I guess, of um, Gundam Double O is some sexy boys. <laughs> pilot sexy Some sexy robots. terrorist boys. It's a lot like Gundam Wing in that it starts off with these mysterious Gundam pilots showing up in kind of different locales, different parts of the world to fuck shit up basically and it's about an organisation called Celestial Being who appear out of nowhere with the mission to eradicate war. The very and first scene is really cool with the sniper rifle into space doing some space, cool space sniping that's like one of the best openings of It's a really non-Gundam NATO's. start in that it's not boy Clemson robot mm. um, and so the Celestial Being want to eradicate war and they want to do this by armed intervention and anything that's a conflict or anything that could be seen as kind of garnering conflict. That was a great positive right from the off, being like, here is the gist, and you get it right away. It's like, okay, I I see. They're going to show up and stop wars, spiraling thought, and you get it. Like, I don't want, I'm not going to start complaining about Wing for a long time, but (laughs) it's like, I sat through so much of Wing being like, I don't really know what anyone wants to do mm. or why anything is happening. And it's like, I really love with Double O. It's just, it's just so straightforward, and you get it. And like that's a good thing. It shouldn't yep, be yep. convoluted. For it, it does such a good job of keeping you like keeping you up on the action. Basically, um, it's set in twenty fourth century. One for the Star Trek fans. Yeah. But um, in the 24th century, the world is basically split into three parts. There's the Human Reform League, which is like Russia, China, 
um, all that red part of the world. Um, the EU, which is basically the, the EU. So where is... Britain isn't in the EU, obviously, so where are we? Are we just... Are we just a wee island? <laughs> in in, in the Gundam 24th century, we don't just don't exist, unfortunately. Well, actually, in the 24th century, we're still working out the details of Brexit, so we haven't actually left the European <laughs> Union yet. And then you have the Union, which is like America, basically. So there's like America, Europe, and then the red countries. Um, and Gundam, it keeps you... There's like wee kind of precursors to a lot of episodes that explain previous action as well as kind of going into more depth about the political situation in the world. Um, and they have... Basically, they've went away from fossil fuels and they have solar generators and orbital elevators and they're just kind of making their first steps out into space. And the sort of backstory for it is that when they built the orbital elevators and started using solar power, there was like a big kind of economic pull away from the Middle Eastern countries because they were based in oil. So you have this kind of like instability in the Middle East, which caused some terror attacks in Ireland. <laughs> it's like, what country can we pick to destroy? It's like Ireland. Well, Ireland's there's, there's, a precedent, there's a precedent in Gundam for Ireland getting blown <laughs> well, up. It's just nice so. to be noticed, you know? Also, we have the first ever Gundam pilot who is a member of the IRA. <laughs> so, um, but that's that's a really good thing to start off with Gundam Double, is the four main characters, the kind of Gundam masters. Who's, who's your, who do you think is the sexiest boy of Celestial being? Lock on. It's got to be Lock on. I like Tiaria actually. It's that sort of for me. Okay. It, it's that ruffle, very, ruffled hair. Very patable hair. See those figure those figureized bust action signs that have been yeah. coming out. The Setsuna one's the first one that I've been like, might get that. <laughs> Just as a wee bedside companion. <laughs> but they have the the four Gundam Masters are Meisters rather are kind of a bit tropey. Like um but at the same time not. Because they are, they so, all are, they're all variations on anime boys. Aye, Setsuna is like the kind of grim main character, a bit like Hero. Only he was like a child soldier, so he has like an actual fleshed out past and a reason for being that way. Lock on is kind of like the the personality, the beautiful the bishy group, boy who would love to marry. Irish as well. He's a nice Irish boy. Um, Thierry is sort of like the. Bespeckled girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> does he? Yeah. Does he ever Severe. push? Up, I was wondering. Does he ever push up his glasses? It seems like that is the kind of thing he would do. Pretty sure he does. Always wearing yeah. cardigans as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just in a bit of a mood. Yeah. Alleluia is like a super soldier with a literal split personality. He has a, like a kind of violent, yeah. unhinged version of himself inside his own brain. Uh, it's, it's pretty uh, good. Uh, but so you have these kind of tropish characters that are a bit more developed than what you'd expect from hmm. from this kind of era from like mid 2000s anime. The um the setup I couldn't help but feel was quite video gaming. It seems like an ideal video game setup because you can visualize it so easy as a video game. You're in your base, which is above the earth, and then you look down and all these little pinpoints show up that say conflict here, mm-hmm. like mission over here, mm. and then you uh, choose from your four options, you got yeah. your balanced one, or you can go sniper, or you can pick the tank type, and it just, yeah. I so easily could... Yeah, because you've really got like three, fa- you really got like three factions as well, like it's mm. very easily boiled down. It's cool that each faction has their own sort of style of mobile suit as well, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about mobile suits, the four main suits are, I think they were designed by a guy called uh, Takayuki Yanasi, who... Recently put out a book, actually, 
that has a lot of stuff about the double O mecha oh. design in it. And he's the guy that did the mecha design for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X as well. Awesome. So you check out his stuff, it's cool. Um, but the the main suits themselves are some of the best in the series. Like, Exia is a strong contender for the best protagonist suit. Mm, yeah, okay. It's good. It's, it's a, good, it's good, it's good. It's a good design and it's not the same old V fan. That's true, that's true. Yeah, 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 it's stuff. a good radical design. It's it it looks nice and has a lot of cool weapons and it has some interesting systems and then same the Kyrios is kind of like the the wave rider kind of type with yeah. transformation mm-hmm. and then Virtue has that cool kind of armor cast off transformation yeah. Dynamis is the only one that's maybe a, not quite as exciting but it does have its kind of Batman I do like it yeah Batman cloak thing <laughs> but yeah so the factions they all have their own kind of unique mobile suits too they're kind of the Russia China obviously more like the Zaku type. <laughs> And then Europe and America have Another other ones. good thing about Double O is because it had these clearly defined factions, mm. it had the advantage of uh, giving it time to come to like suits and recognize, like, well, that's from such and such faction. Mm. You know, like the problem we have with G Reco. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Every single because every every own, faction had their own Gundam and G Reco, so it's like why bother from where? But I know you mentioned before that a problem with some more recent Gundam shows is like suits are brought out so quickly oh. that it's very hard to develop any kind of connection with any of them, like because they've gone before you even yeah saw who it was, but. Double O has really strong, mm-hmm. well-defined ones. Very much so. That are consistent. Um, it's good as well how within each faction there are, you know, there's, there's faction-specific characters, and I feel like there's kind of side characters as well, like the characters of Saji and Louise are kind of presented almost as a bit like, oh, they live next door to Setsuna, they're a cookie couple. But they then have, like, real story significance towards the end and have, like, quite a strong side story with Saji's sister being like the kind of investigative journalist who's looking into Mm -hmm. you know the kind of big what's the the real motives of celestial being kind of thing so you've got so many characters but I don't feel like you're ever like who's that who's that yeah I don't remember being confused in the same way I'd be confused with G-Rex because there's a lot I mean there's like there's budget Masato yep she's the only kind of character that I think is a bit shit yeah, she's in there because all you know is that something bad happened to her. She made a mistake that got a lot of people killed, and now she's an alcoholic. But it's it's knowing that you stick Masato into any of those things doing the exact same stuff. It's like, hang on a second, and like even <laughs> to the point where she's going to a bar to meet the inf- information yeah. gathering Aye. guy. And they had a thing in the past, and they have those. And it's yeah, I never like, thought of it like that. She is pretty. I mean, like, aye, she yeah, really is. Copy paste yeah. in Masato, really. Aye, but I mean the the rest of the crew of the spaceship are kind of they have their own wee personalities. Like I like the kind of old guy that builds yeah. all this, the mm. kind of suits and that, and, and then yeah, you have the kind quite of quite endeared to the the crew who are usually kind of aye. forgotten about. But it's like yeah, it's like I could spend more time with these characters. Yeah. Happen. And you have the kind of, like I said, the faction specific characters. That fucking Patrick Colasaur guy. Oh, yeah. Like contender for one of the best names in a in a in a franchise with so many fucking incredible a, names in a series. In a series. Oh fucking yeah, Alejandro Al- Corner. Al- Al- was it? Alleluia Haptism. Alleluia Haptism. Alejandro Corner. I think we need to say his name again though. 
Patrick Cola Sour. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, you'd date a guy with that name, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have like Ali Al Sanchez as well, who's like a kind of ex-terrorist mercenary kind of yeah. guy. He's, he's like the kind of the antagonist that has his own motivations and is kind of yeah. playing everyone off each he's other. He's like what, the guy who trained chilled soldiers and stuff as well. Aye. Yeah, because that's how he sets and knows him. It's interesting as well that like they set this character Graham up as like the shark clone, but I think he's like no, yeah, oh. No, no, yeah, you're right. He is like set up like that, but it doesn't end up working out really because he's pretty ah, incompetent. <laughs> well, yeah, they put they put him in a mask in season two. And yeah. It's like he becomes that, but you've seen it. I'm the guy who's seen it shows at the end of season one. Oh yeah, there's that montage in season one, <laughs> season two. Almost had you buried. But I think the thing I like about Graham is like you're supposed to think that he is the shark clone, but then he has his own set of unique motivations, which is why I really like him. Like I was saying, his desire to take down a Gundam in his original suit. He doesn't want a suit, a new upgrade. He just wants to do it in his own suit. And he's basically talking about his motivation and he's like, I'm doing it because of love. And Setsuna's like, what? And then he goes into stuff about how beyond love is hate. And it's just like a really kind of new theme for a Gundam series, I think. It's not something that a character's... A character's never really had that kind of (laughs) monologue whilst battle-heated. I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very good. I would recommend it. Yeah, I I think I mean uh, second season in the movie aside, like I feel like even if you just watched this, you'd be like, well, yeah, that was that was a, that was a good well. yeah. twenty five episodes. I've just watched there. When the Blu rays come out, you can just pick up part one and leave it there. It, I mean, there's <laughs> there's like I feel like you should stick it with season two now. I, I see will, how things go. Know, it manages to it manages to be serious and dramatic, but also have like. A bit where a bad Harrow has an argument with a good Harrow. It's like there's evil a Harrow there's an evil Harrow. It's got red eyes and is is he, is he purple? I forget. It's definitely got the best Harrows of any uh, Gundam series. Aye, it's good Harrows. But yeah, it's. I think you, you look at something like Double O and on the face of it, it could look like this. Just looks like kind of bishy nonsense. But who'd have thought? Bishy's, bishy. It's never nonsense when it comes. And to like bishy. I said, see when you got sexy boys and sexier robots, that's enough of a premise to sell yeah. twenty-five episodes of an anime to me. So, actually having a real story in there as well is, is good going. They're not just about. I can be stick on a porno, and the plot's pretty good. <laughs> like the, the Doctor Who porno, for example. Yeah. Why is there no Gundam porn parody? Let's get on this. There probably is. Play, for, for live. How to build a new toilet? <sighs> oh yeah. And plus, I mean, you see those. <laughs> it's so casual. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm desensitized to it now. And plus, we, when we were in Japan, we saw all those sexy Gundam uniforms. Surely they're not just used for cosplay. Moving on now, we'll be talking about what we've been building. Jim, have you built anything recently? Yeah, I've built the Lightning Zeta Gundam Aspros, which is a P Bandai variant on. It's a variation on the Lightning Zeta. So it's Zeta just basically control. a recolor of the Lightning Zeta. Yes. Um, there just isn't really, it doesn't even have any new parts. It's just a different color scheme and some decals. Uh, water slides, interestingly, for high grades. That's um, cool. Which is good, and they look good when they're on. Um, it's a good kit. Um, like a lot of the Build Fighters Try ones, it's really easy to build. Um, it's got good detail and articulation. Um, it doesn't come with many accessories, it just comes with a gun and a shield, and it's got a really nice backpack. That's all you need, mate. 
<laughs> That's true. Um, and you can also make the Wave Rider backpack into a big gun, which is. Cool. What does its Wave Rider look like? Is it any oh, it doesn't have a Wave. It's uh, uh, it's just so um, it doesn't transform. Backpack. It's just got the I would call it the Wave Rider. Is it as Wave Rider? I feel like you know I should go back three episodes and be like, if it don't transform, it ain't a Zeta. I'm the opposite. I'm just I'm fine with it. I can live without the Wave. You'd fucking used to not like Zeta. I know, I've come around on it in recent years. This I used man's to a charlatan, don't listen to him. I know, I know. I've got two I've got two. I've got two, I've got two Zetas now actually, so I've changed days. Um, a double Zeta? <laughs> hey. Are you happy with it? Yeah, it was a good kit. Um, a, little, a little bit expensive, so unless you really like the colour scheme, uh, mm. I wouldn't pursue it. Um, maybe you could even try making it as a customer yourself instead. So the price you didn't feel... Uh, for me it was justified because I like get it from uh, Japan cool so it was about £30 which is a bit expensive it's a bit expensive (laughs) (laughs) well it's high noon welcome back to our overwatch it's high (laughs) it's high price more like (laughs) yo it's fine Um, but yeah uh, it's, it's a good kit uh, I don't I don't think it'll be that easy to get now it's been a couple of months since uh, it came out um, but yeah apart from that I also built the started building the revive Shakushiki um, and I'm painting it metallic gold uh, Tamiya TS84 you don't like the pearl yellow the pearl yellow is no good and it did, I thought about it I was like maybe it'll look better in real life open the box and I was like no it's stop it's me if horrible. we said this last time but it's like see if they just made it gold and charge you more money why that'd be fine they, yeah <laughs> I think they just I think the reason they did it was just to cut down on costs but yeah it doesn't look great um, but yeah I've been painting it done one arm and a bit of the torso um, and Barry has given me some advice about how to modify the waist to make it look nicer just right in the bin <laughs> <laughs> but we look forward to hearing about that next yes. time the, does that come with water slides or is it stickers for the uh, water slides the for the thingies the shoulders which is good because um, I guess we stand out too much against the gold <laughs> for the wee omelette does it say omelette I'm in it is it's ten hundred hundred okay it's uh, Hyaku, which is 100, and then Shiki, which is gold. So it's like gold 100. Uh, there you go. Now you know. Here, you've been to Japan. If they hear this, they want to let you back. <laughs> you learned nothing. I didn't learn a word. And it was fun. It's because you got the white base pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Everything tasted just as good, even without <laughs> prior knowledge. And uh, Barry, yeah. Um, I I've said a lot of disparaging things about bootlegs on here in the past, but I've built a third party kit again, lads. Um, I'm halfway through building the Magic Toys Master Grade Hazel, which is a completely new mold, a brand new kit, not ripped off from anything. They obviously were like, because I think there's some rights issue with the Advanced Zeta kits now, which means Bandai will never make another oh. Advanced Zeta kit. Advanced Zeta, if you don't know, is a photo novel that's set pre-Zeta during Zeta based around the Titans test team as they build and test crazy mobile suits that look way more advanced than the suits that they had in Zeta <laughs> well they do now but I don't think the Hazel looks that out of the place Hazel's fine because yeah, the Hazel yeah. actually shows up in the Zeta movie trilogy oh really there's a wee oh. shot of a Hazel in it but um, so the, 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 the background of the actual suit the Hazel is it's like it's built out of the spare parts of a, like a like a GM quell Oh. And it sold this whole experiment about how oh, we'll put a Gundam head on it and see if it affects people's psychology towards it. So where is not strictly a, a true Gundam, and then gets upgraded to the Hazel Custom, 
which is what this kit is. And I'll just dig it out. I'll bring the torso part out. Oh, live dead off opening action. Here it comes. I like the head. The head's nice. It's nice, right? I'll hold it up so you can get a good look at it. Sure. And this is not an official Bandai Connor. I know. It's, I mean, as you can see, it's really nice. It's really robust. Quite a chubby kit. Bootleg but the alert. good thing about the... Yep. Um, I feel like Magic Toys have done a really good job. Um, a lot of bootlegs I've had serious problems with, but I feel like my skills have come on now that I can deal with any issues that's going to be there. Um, I bought it from Gundam, the new Gundam Central. I don't know if you remember, Gundam Central was a Weebly site that mm-hmm. sold bootlegs and third-party kits. Um, they're now Gundam Model Center. I would not use them again because the second time I bought a kit from them and the box has been fucked up. Mm. Worse than that, there were no fucking water slides in the box. And when oh. I contacted them, they were Was just it like, to be? "Aye, oh. it comes with a big, massive sheet of advances eight of water slides, which are really nice." But I had to go and buy my own ones from Samuel Decal. So oh, wait, they, oh, they wouldn't even give annoying. you them? No, they were like, "Oh, we don't know." And I was like, "Right, I want a refund." And they were like, "Oh, it'll be really expensive to send back. We'll give you a six dollar refund, so you can buy yourself a set of decals." But <sighs> the silver lining of having to buy your own decals is. I discovered that test stores make a clear like decal sheet that you can put through an inkjet. So me and Owen are going to be making some some sexy oh. decals. <laughs> what kind of things are we going to have? We're going to have a GDM custom Yeah, we could do a GDM. You could actually do the double Zeta Zaku that I entered oh, yeah. into that competition years <laughs> ago. Um, so some points about the Hazel. Um, you can see in the back it takes an LED. Which is nice for, again, a non-bandai kit. They're getting clever. The head part has some clear translucent stuff in the top. And there's a lot of parts on the head. The head's like 10 parts, I think. And the frame detail on it is insane as well. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you my absolute favourite thing about the kit is all the armour parts are undergated. They're not even gold or chrome. They're just white. But they're undergated, which means the amount of time you spend building it is just cut dramatically. Mm -hmm. Which is good because this is a very complex kit with a lot of parts. So, I mean... Fucking fair play to Magic Toys who are doing stuff that not even Bandai can be arsed doing <laughs> on their own, like, double the price kits. Um, Whoa, call, no. I know. we're calling you out. It's a ways off being finished, as you can see, but, I mean, I got the backpack belt, I got the, I'll do, like, a more sort of full review on it next time. It's, when it's high noon for Bandai. <laughs> um, I'm going to show you, one thing also, like, I'm going to show you. Go ahead. This is how I master. The size of the feet. Well, there's some big feet. Faisal's, Faisal, Hazel's got some big-ass feet anyway, but they're some big fucking Gundam feet, right? Mm-hmm. I like the little rods as well. Ah, it's got that whole piston oh, thing that yeah, you get yeah. on Master Grades. So. you got little like, balls here. So, I mean, there were a couple of issues with it. There are some parts that you get prior instruction to that you have to do a bit of knife work on to get oh. the parts to fit in. Okay. And a couple, like a lot of parts have needed a bit of knife work because their moulding isn't quite as sophisticated as... Bandai's is, but like the panel lines, the quality, the plastic is all top drawer. And for like a sixteen pound kit, it's like can't really complain. Yeah, for sixteen pound. Hi, I mean that's before shipping and that, I guess. Well, but, but still. So I'll have some pictures of that when it's finished. I got some decals for it. I'm gonna like top coat it and stuff. But a really, a really good kit. From yeah. from Magic Toys, and they're going to be making other. They're making the another Hazel. I think just the original Hazel. They're going to be doing that. So maybe more advances yet. Kits coming from them. Um. What about Owen? Owen's not talked about his kits yet. Oh yeah, sorry. I've for built real. live concert Zaku. Yep. Which for uh, anyone 
working their way through all the episodes at the moment, you'll remember was a bit of my white whale mm -hmm. before going to Japan. So I was delighted. And we never found it in Japan. Oh. Didn't happen, but it happened eventually. So uh, I was delighted to get my hands on it at last. And uh, high grade Zaku, straightforward enough. Oh yeah. Well, chunky. A bit chunkier than I expected. Like it's got a big. Yeah, you would think a kit, a kit that was so elegant as the concert Zaku would. <laughs> well, that that's maybe one of the two complaints that being a concert Zaku, you want to get it into poses that uh -huh. are all, you know, live stage action. Well, I think I think the the whole concert was it just opened. And she came out of it and did a concert. <laughs> it was well, just a big stage, and yeah. stuff got blown up. And you do, you do feel that with the kit, it doesn't, it won't be dancing anytime soon. No. I'd say. It's a shame. But How old is it? Is it from the time of seeds? Ah, uh, it is. Yeah, the stickers that came with it. Um, yeah. The shoulders are okay. Yeah. With the the heart and the harrow. Yeah. Has it got sticker spikes, but isn't it? The stickers on the spikes. Uh, a couple uh, of other people on Twitter were building it at the same time. And I was hearing nothing but these, these spike stickers. <laughs> so I didn't... I didn't oh, you didn't bother it. with them? Yeah. It looks, and, uh, it looks it fine without them. Yeah, yeah. it looks fine. But uh, yeah, it is, it's very straightforward. It's a high-grade Zaku. A bit of fun. It's fun. Looks fun on the shelf. It it stands out with that uh, pinker than pink Barbie. Oh yeah, finish. definitely. I also not not quite a kit, mm -hmm. not a kit at all. But I got a robot Damashi uh, of the original RX seven A two, and it was the anime version. What is anime an acronym for? That is the question, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. To the Gompla Dust Quiz, it's happening. Do you actually have it? Actually Why is this happening again? This is happening. Okay. Do you have the acronym? Grab, Do you actually know what it stands for? Oh yeah. Grab a pen. I don't have a pen. You've got this one. Oh, there we go. Jim, I've got Our, a pen for you. Okay, okay. Why don't you tell us about this I in advance? Any, I don't have any paper. We're ill prepared. Yeah, is, it, is it actually Whoa. an acronym? Yep. Where did you get this pen from? So I can't believe it's actually an acronym. Yep. Uh, give me your pens for a moment. I'll get you ready. Okay. How do you spell anime? Don't uh, forget the little, uh, <laughs> little yeah, the, mark the, over the, the E. Acute, yeah, the acute <laughs> above Anime. Okay. Okay. Right, it's going to be a shot here. Now. Thank you. Oh, by the way, before you start, there is a prize oh. for whoever is closest. Okay. And honestly, you're going to want to win this prize. Okay, okay. So I'm going to set a timer. You're gonna want this prize. I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think of Gundam like words, just words that they just throw into Gundam. I'll just pick around the one. I'm You're good. gonna want this prize, boys. Okay. I've got mine. Are you done? Shall we okay. read it out, or do you want to <laughs> okay, read it out? I'll, I'll have my thing ready. Jim can go first. Okay. I've got. Our... Uh, hang on. I'll make a note of how many you're getting right. Uh, zero. You may as well just write zero. Um, <laughs> I've got. Articulated nice toy in mecha entertainment. That's full zeros. <laughs> I've just I've just tried to pick something that sounds like it might be like a really badly translated Gundam manga name. Yeah. Action new 
in mobile encounters. No, don't. That's that's not right. That's he not true. Right. No, he did. He's done he it. Anime, anime for this robot damage kit stands for action, new, imagination, memory, and emotion. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. So it was designed by a new type. I can't believe I did it. I thought mobile encounters would have been a surefire one. I didn't what think action surprise? new would have been good. Okay. Prize I can't me. believe this is happening. Is this going to be like a, is this an actually good prize or is it like a? You tell me. Bam. What is it? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's Holy so good. Crap. What? It's a framed picture of four and Camille. Where it's a really nice that? framed picture Where of four and Camille. Where did you get the photo? Where did you get the That's yes. it. Oh. Yes. Can we, get, can we get a photo of that for the? I hate to think that someone would have heard me say you're going to win this prize and they thought oh. I was having a joke. Look how good this is. <laughs> Where am I going to put this? Now, Jim, you oh. scored nothing, but we oh. hate to see people go. Oh my god, so we had a prize. Is a prize. I scored two, I should get two prizes from the two points. Uh, you're not going to win this prize. <laughs> oh. uh, you win a copy of Wedding Crashers on DVD. <laughs> it's uh, the Uncourt edition, which is longer, wilder, and this is the most important Funnier? Part, funnier. Why is it? Why would it be? Um, why would it, if it was funnier, why did they know? What's Wedding Crashers got to do with Gundam? Uh, well, look. <laughs> well, well, I guess what does action, new, intelligent monster exactly. erection have to do exactly, with Gundam? Exactly. Also includes the theatrical version. Just there you go. Case. And if you don't like the uncorked edition cover, it is reversible. Whoa! Nice. Wait, the reversible cover looks to be largely the same as the. Uh... And oh right, it just doesn't have the words uncorked edition on it. Wow! That's so a fucking ungrateful. That's man. a waste. Of, that's a really, really waste of ink. What I need to draw your attention to is on the inside sleeve. You can see Vince Vaughn's hand here. Mm-hmm. Was it gone see on the? Vince Vaughn. And on the front. It's the same Vince Vaughn. But he's holding a bottle. How's that? That's, that's a Photoshop hand. <laughs> Someone's done a fake Vince Vaughn hand. But you couldn't. Pay, you know how much it would cost to get Vince Vaughn back to hold a bottle <laughs> if you didn't the, get it the first time. The right? uncorked version has. Oh no, that's this is the pamphlet. Oh look, there's an advert in here for. Is this the first Wedding Crashers oh, podcast that's ever happened? So exciting! Is that an advert for a Mike Bassett DVD? <laughs> Mike Bassett. <laughs> I will be your question master for today, since Owen's done such a good job of being a host, I thought I'd give him a wee Yeah, you've done a great job, Owen. Um, first up we got The Quiff is Dead, who wants to know which breed of dog would Char own? Uh, Sharpie. Yep, someone's already said oh, that, shit, so sorry. that's that. That's, no, someone said it in oh, the tweets, okay. so his question was sort oh, of right, answered. Okay. So thanks to Ben Diesel for answering that one. Um, but he's back, he's got a better question. I just finished watching Unicorn re 0096 do you think it works better as 22 episodes or an OVA series I didn't watch the 22 episodes but I mean it's a pretty self-explanatory question do you want to watch 22 episodes or do you want to watch a right 6 episode OVA the series version has not actually changed anything it's just the same and I think it has a lot of pacing issues because of that because there must be big episodes where nothing happens I was happens, kind of excited basically. about the prospect of it same. having a little bit more so for, it was an it was an open goal but alas it's really just it's I think exciting. they redrew some stuff but they didn't know watch it as an OVA because it's quite cinematic it deserves the works great as an OVA like every episode I feel basically is it's only self-contained thing the last OVA. one is basically a film it's like an hour and a bit long mm. 
Ethor X asks, what do you think the future of Gunplow looks like? Do you think it'll always be a super niche Japanese export or will it expand? I don't well, Jim, as you said earlier. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, as of next year, all Gunplow's going to have English translations on the leaflets. Which, which is, is something good. they've done with a couple of kits yeah. previously, we noticed. But So, I mean, I feel like they must have expansion plans, given they've already expanded into Barnes & Noble. Mm. I mean... I mean, when you do a Gunplow podcast and you surround yourself with people who are interested in it, it's hard to tell. Oh, no, yeah. Is it getting bigger, or mm. am I just letting more of it into my life? But that certainly they've opened up like that that worldwide P Bandai thing now as well, which is oh yeah, you can order online P Bandai. It does seem like something that is becoming more popular. Um, the future, I feel like we'll see more complex kits. They're going to start putting lights in them, like they yeah. got to start putting lights in smaller kits. Um, if they're going to make the one one Gundam move, then you absolutely bet there will be a, a hundred forty four scale kit that will also move that would be awesome it's like I think that like lights motion that sort of thing more complex kits yeah. it'll definitely be hopefully more of a western presence maybe it'll be one day it'll be like as it is in Japan you can walk into a convenience I store and see it walk into your local spa or your what is when we're on season 8 of Iron Blooded Orphans <laughs> you'll be able to walk in and get your fucking the flags have been thoroughly raised by that point yeah <laughs> Barbatos wedding crashes bird <laughs> <laughs> Barbados holding a bottle of champagne. <laughs> um, Chopin one asks, each gunplay of boys buying the other boys a kit. What does everyone get? We'll do it to our left. Okay. I would buy Jim the <gasps> Master Grade Epion. Oh, for doing it, for doing spiteful. No, I couldn't do that to Owen. Uh, Master Grade, maybe that would help change. Is there a. <laughs> so you saying you'd get Owen the Master Grade Epion? How old is, is the Master Grade Epion? It's pretty new. Those in the source kits for 2013, I think. Oh, okay. I would get on uh, no grade Kapoor. Oh. It has to be a kit that exists. Oh, it does exist. That's a 144 scale. But, oh, that's... but it doesn't, it didn't say it was too massacred, did it? No, you're right, you're right. No grade Kapoor. I would get Barry a uh, revive gun cannon. As you did for my birthday. Thanks. <laughs> Mr. Chewy Bitems asks Have you reached the point where you do want to paint every kit you build or are you still happy to leave it as is? Mostly, yes. I like to at least add some detail. Even if I'm satisfied with the base yeah. paint job, I like to add some, even if it's light brush strokes. I just got an airbrush, so I'm pretty keen to get into painting now. So It's fun. It makes things more creative. You get your money's worth out of it as well if you spend four months building one kit. So <laughs> I can't look at any kit without imagining a custom of some sort mm. usually jet along theme <laughs> it's the natural progression I think once you start building so Texas Tom Alden asks how do you how do you comment on allegations that this podcast displays a marked UC bias it doesn't they're always talking about Gundam Wing and we just talked about Double O right there so take that Tom. I feel like we were getting a bit bogged down in UC which is but why but there's more UC than this no so you can't really avoid uh, there it is. like after hearing the question, I took a look at, you know, like what is out there and have we been unfairly... And it's tough because most stuff is UC and then even after that, most of the stuff that's good is UC. Yeah. If you start, if we talk good. more, if we talk more about wing, people would say we had a wing bias. I mean, I should say that we're I, going to run out of stuff. We're going to have to talk about seed eventually. I absolutely <laughs> love Ternay, but 
Would people put that in use? I, uh, I don't I put think it in use. It's co- it's I think as it's Tomino written and it has a lot of... I think it kind of... Kinda. It's similar status to G-Reco. Uh, I really only consider you see Amaro, Amaro and, and Char, and then maybe a handful of the spin-offs, the War in the Pocket and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you consider that. Yeah. Unicorn, the one that's literally got UC in the title. Yeah. But that's Any the, more? that's the got the, that's technically got the ghost of Amaro and Char in it. So I do consider that the ending of UC. Huh? Aye. Let's Hug Bro asks, don't you think it's about time you guys gave up those photoshopped brand pictures? Enough's enough. How many likes did that tweet get? None. Any no, nothing no, at all. No, just like a lot of the brand no. photos no, as well. Replies no. people agreeing. He says you guys as well, so are you talking to yourself there as well, Jim? Well, you can't tell from the account who's posting them, so... Do you really not like them? No, I think they're great. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> just, some, a couple of them, just a couple of them I was just going... <sighs> Well, they're not meant to be particularly witty, <laughs> you know. Like here's a here's a rice bin. And what a was it? The was it the Kika Kobayashi donuts one? It was just like, oh my god! If you right, um, before some before some feelings <laughs> before some feelings get hurt. We'll, we'll no, no, I like right them. On. I honestly do like them. I was, this, just, I was joking around. One just calm down. This uh, <laughs> let's hug bro guy needs to calm it down. Okay. More like, let's complain, bro. Oh. It's fit for thought. <laughs> Kika Kobayashi donuts for thought. Drone Robots asks, Yoshiyuki Tomino is holding a Q&A session in Glasgow. You're allowed to ask him one question. What do you ask? Well, there is, there is something I'd love to know, but I already know what his answer to it is, and it's that I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> interested in ask, answering it, but it's like... Wanting to know if, like, Double Zeta and Shar's counterattack, like, what was the original before, you know, all yeah. the complications with that? Like, I can't, I do like Shar's counterattack, but I can't help but wonder what would it have been I, if all that complication. I feel like happened. it'd be really hard to ask him a question because his answer would always either be like, Total smart arsed or just like really kind of cynical and not the exact opposite of anything you wanted to like hear. Moon Moon, what was the deal with that? What, what, what were you thinking? Actually, you could say, How do you justify being so arrogant when you wrote Moon Moon? <laughs> how, do you you, like how do you feel about the origin just being so much better? Now, <laughs> I'd, I'd ask him about do you feel that Yaz is really trying to ship Char and Amaro and how does that make you feel? He also, well, he also ships Char and Garma quite hard. It's just Char and anyone and I think he likes a little bit of romance. Because like the, in the original series, the shower scene is pretty... Oh. But in the, in the origin and in the origin OVA, it's like... I've, lost, I've really lost track of who's shipping who. I just think everyone should just fuck. <laughs> Well, that's what the writers of Try Island were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Texas Tom Alden, he's back. He asks, if you were Rambaral, what would you forget to do? Put heating off? Don't know. Man at Tsunoshi asks, which mobile suit would make the best pet? Um, Funsaki from G Gundam, the big horse. You're looking <laughs> at the cabinet, there's no animal Gundams Mammoth, The Mammoth Gundam. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Quantakai. Uh-huh. Oh. Just a load of Saku SDs. 
just a load of them. That'd be good. A wee one that was maybe about the size of a cat and you could walk it on a leash. Uh, Zacrello's kind of animal-like. It's called, you could put it on. You I know, but no. You'd have folk running up to you in the street and kicking you. Zacrello's <laughs> <laughs> got big teeth that would probably bite you. The, the Zacrello would end up like Marnie the dog. g <laughs> <laughs> Self's quite cute. It looks like a little rabbit. Oh, ag, an ag guy would be quite quite good. Yeah. You keep him, keep him in the bath? <laughs> yeah. Bear guy. Bear guy? Yeah, of course. Perfect choice. A lot of petite. Thought I heard a girl's name, but that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. But that kid looks like a boy. Thanks for joining us. That was another good episode in the can, I think. Yep. I worry if we got too bogged down and hating on Tri Island Wars. I don't think maybe. so. I think we moved past it quite quickly. We actually, we won eighty back to. Oh, I've thought of another thing. Maybe don't Tri Island Wars, eh? Mm. Mm. Well, I said try harder. That's perfect. Yeah, they're two different they're things. Different things. Okay. <laughs> so you're stepping on my toes, man. Sorry, Jim. Sorry. Yeah. Do or do not. There is no build fighters try. <laughs> so. Build fighters try to drift your car. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the future for Gone to Dust Memories now that we're not allowed to talk about the UC anymore? Um, seed. Seeds. <laughs> Wing. Big seed Gundam X. Action. We're not talking about G Savior. It's true. It's true. I think we need to talk about G Saber a lot. We it's unwatchably the, terrible. We need to get to the point where we're talking about cutscenes in PlayStation 2. Video Nowest Day should talk about G Saber. <laughs> oh, God. What would you give them? Like, if they had to do three Gundam things? Uh, Wing Commander. Like, I'm trying to think of sci fi films that just are so far removed from the original thing. It's so maybe like Wing Commander, G Saber. Or maybe like shitty anime films like the Western Fist of the North Star, mm-hmm. G Savior, um, Dragon Ball thing. Oh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Dragon Ball Evolution. Thanks for joining us. We could do a crossover where we could build model kits from films, I guess. And on that note, Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> I have been your host, Don O'Donnell. You have been listening to Barry Topping. You can get me on Twitter at No Stopping Epoch. Uh, Jim Purvis at Let's Hug Bro. You're that guy that asked that fucking question. Oh, <gasps> shit. Oh, this is it. It's like when um, Char gets unmasked, you take off the mask. It's him. <laughs> it's a, or, he is a let's hug, bro. He is a let's <laughs> So what's playing us out? Playing us out is Daybreak's Bell by Lark on Sion, which is uh, the first OP from Gundam Double Season 1. So enjoy that. It's very J-Rock. Nothing wrong with a bit of J-Rock now and then. Next time we do a competition, someone's going to end up with that copy of Wedding Crashers. I can see it happening. (laughs)